Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Continuing to play Curse of Strahd. Uh, Holly is flying back from Australia, uh, so she is in the air right now and unable to join us. But we have a full retinue otherwise, including our returning guest star, Mark Holmes. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Yay. Playing the fearless Esmeralda. Or your full Esmeralda. One of those Esmeraldas. <laughs> Now, the when very we last, British <laughs> very British. Uh, when we last left the party, uh, you guys were all in the abbey and had just brought Dieth back from the dead with the help of the abbot. Um, but Dieth was very weak, so weak he could barely even hold him hold his head up, and so you kind of had to carry him back down into the village of Kresk. When you got there, you saw this wagon laden with casks of wine surrounded by these furred brigands who turned out to be werewolves in human guise and they had basically gotten or or made their way into the village under false pretenses and uh were taking arena into custody the party objected strenuously uh to arena's abduction and that led to a conflict with the werewolves and uh, things got bloody and messy, and uh, Anna, Evelyn, took a nasty bite on the shoulder from the werewolf leader, Kirill. It's uh, fine. It's yeah. Fine. Um, Absolutely fine. But you did decapitate him uh, using Lightfall, and so uh, the werewolves were stripped of their leadership. Uh, meanwhile, Strix got to show off some new spells, including her fireball, which detonated <laughs> the wagon, caused it to explode, um, uh, but no party members were harmed. Uh, the wolves have basically been driven off. Oh, but I forgot to mention one small detail. Uh, in the course of the battle, Strahd himself rode into town on the back of a great black horse with flaming hooves and a fiery mane. Oh, yeah, that's easy to forget. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 just a small uh, thing. And as the snow was falling from the, uh, the dark gray sky, uh, Strahd used his uh, vampiric mojo to charm Arena and convince her to basically climb onto the back of his horse. And as Paulton uh, was uh, freeing up the party's horses and bringing them around uh, to uh, pick up his companions, Strahd took to the sky on his mount, and Strix from a rooftop cast a hold person spell on Irina, causing her to freeze and fall from the horse. And she plunged 40 feet, uh, falling behind one of the buildings in the village, one of the homes, and all you could hear was this sickening crunch. Mm, I remember the crunch. Yeah. Mm, I like it, so I hope it's not too bad of a crunch. So, the just to frame where all of you are, you're all in this village square. Uh, 
Um, so there's snow on the ground, not a whole ton of it though, and uh, snow just falling beautifully from the darkened sky. Strahd is about 40 feet above you, uh, screaming from the back of his horse, calling out not Irina's name, but the name Tatiana. Hmm. And uh, meanwhile, there's the smoldering wreckage of the wine wagon in the middle of the town square. There is a couple dead werewolves in human form, including decapitated Kirill. And then uh, on the ground is Esmeralda, Evelyn, and Diath. Um, Diath, you probably at this point regain your physical strength so you can pretty much act normally. Yay. Strix and Paulton are on horseback. Strix is on the back of Valentina, Paulton on the back of Walter. What's Strix going to do this week? Uh, last time she was screaming, run! <laughs> I suspect what she's probably going to do, if I understand anything about her character whatsoever, uh, she is going to hightail it out of there. Okay. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, right now, if we stick to our initiative order, um, actually, Diath, I'll need you to roll initiative for me. Oh, sure. Start off with that. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, Jared. Uh, one plus. Oh no! <laughs> All right. So six. Okay. Um, Evelyn, what would you like to do? Uh, well, Strix had convinced me because I was like, I was about to fight Strahd. I was like totally invested, and then she had said it's important that we live to fight another day. And I let her convince me, but then she's the one who made Arena fall off the horse. So I look at Strix and I say, I don't, I just look at her aghast and then I run toward Arena. <laughs> I'm actually speechless, which is rare. Okay. All right. Um, now you could uh, reach the horse on your turn if you'd like. And ride the horse to her? Uh, well, she's on. She's on Valentina, uh, oh, riding her. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Strix. No, I'm going oh. for Arena because I oh, want to okay. make sure she's okay. So you figure that she probably fell around the backside of one of the buildings. She's probably about fifty feet away from you. You reckon? You can't see her, but as you uh, run around the building toward the back, uh, make a perception check to see what you can see. That never goes well. Never. No, no. Uh, it's an eight. Okay. Uh, so all you can see when you run around the backside of this house is there are um, uh, there are some there's some uh, wooden fences. There are some uh, in sort of one corner behind the house some snow dusted graves, probably from long dead family members or whatever. Uh, you can also see what appear to be some chicken coops. Uh, uh, against the back wall of the house. Uh, you don't immediately see Irina, which suggests she fell behind something or um, uh, there's no immediate evidence of where she is. So you'll have to do some looking around okay. uh, for the rest I, of your time. I have pretty single purpose because Irina is a, a good friend and fellow warrior. So I'm not going to okay. leave her behind if I think I might be able to save her. So I'll just keep rummaging around and furtively making sure that Strahd's not about to smite me. 
All right. Well, Strahd is basically looking down from his high horse uh, <laughs> directly at your general location. Um, and for his benefit, I just say something to the effect of like, Irina, I've got to save my friend Irina. Like, making <laughs> my, my note, my intentions clear. All right. Uh, then as you uh, look up at him, you see Strahd turn invisible, Uh-oh. leaving the horse basically flying around in the air above you um, with nobody apparently riding it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, you need an invisible Strahd. Yeah. Cool. All right. No. And uh, We're so dead, you guys. <laughs> I'm so and sorry. Zorada, uh, from the oh, where you, you can see uh, Strahd disappear from the back of his horse. Uh, the horse is still flying up there, um, and you are, uh, as you as you know, the the werewolves basically scattered and fled at Strahd's yeah. command at the end of last session. So it's just you with the wreckage of this wagon and your companions at this point. I think with Esmeralda, she's terrified of Strahd. But she's also taken quite. A, she quite likes as uh, Evelyn and, and Strix and the others. Mm-hmm. And I think her main think would be we've they've we've got to get out, and she doesn't want to leave anybody behind. So I'm going to chase after Evelyn, okay? And try and like try and find her to pull her away and get like back so that we can run away. Bless your All right. heart. <laughs> so you follow Evelyn. I'd like you to make a perception check to see what you see when you come around the backside of the house. So that is a 12. My perception is plus 6, 18. All right. That is good enough to see um, uh, behind uh, what appears to... There's this uh, kind of dilapidated wooden fence, and then there's little, this little snow-covered hedge. You see uh, one of Arena's feet, essentially one of her booted feet, sticking out uh, uh, just past this snowy hedge, suggesting that she struck the ground uh, just beyond the hedge. Uh, okay. I, uh, Esmeralda makes a very sort of winced expression, painful expression, looks over at Evelyn, is just like, she's just over there, Evelyn, but we we should get her and run. We need to leave now. Yep. And uh, since you used about 50 feet to get behind the building, you can get a little bit closer to Arena if you want yeah. to, but you won't be able to reach her. Can I like move in that just kind of almost to show where Evelyn where it is? Yep. Like I'll kind of guide her by taking yes. that. Yes, and, and when you do, when you sort of go ahead of Evelyn, uh, Evelyn, you can see just tracking Esmeralda's mo- movements where Arena fell at this point. Uh, I run to her yep. and just check her out. How how do things look? We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, <laughs> Paulton, you're on the back of Walter, uh, riding around in the town square uh, at this point. Evelyn and Esmeralda have run behind one of the nearby houses. Uh, that leaves you, Strix, on horseback and Diath on foot in the town square. Huh. You got this ready? <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Um, I... So where where's where's Evelyn and them going? Uh, so they Evelyn and Esmeralda ran around the one of the buildings uh, that's on the town square to okay. to go to their fallen um, 
Arena. Yeah, um, I think I'm also going to try and check on Arena. Okay. Man. <sighs> All right. <laughs> so you steer, you steer the horse. You're going to stay on the horse, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, the horse gives you some good speed. It allows you to basically ride around behind the building. You can leap over a small fence and basically get right there, uh, right looking down at Arena's broken body. Uh, she's basically lying face down in the snow on the hard ground. How broken exactly? Uh, 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 Paulton, if you want to, you can make a perception check from your horse. Okie dokie. <laughs> Eight. Okay. He looks uh, great. She, she, she does not look great. <laughs> Just dust her off, pick her up, fine. She looks the opposite of great. Um, uh, she she obviously hit the ground hard and is not moving at all. And blood is sort of spilling out of her body onto the snow. No. Oh, okay. Very Great. All right, and then it is Diath. So Diath, you are on foot. You've you finally gained the strength back in your legs. Yeah, I've been gathering up my energy this whole time so I can finally make some action. Strix will sort of ride past you and uh, give you an opportunity to pull yourself up under her horse if you wish, or you can just let it go past. Um, I am I. So now that I'm finally back into the midst of things, I'm feeling like myself again, and I see what's going on with my party. Uh, oh, Diaz will scream out, Ah! Everyone's fine! We gotta get out of here! <laughs> I hop onto the back of the horse with Strix. Okay. Um, since I was kind of out of it, I figured she has a better idea of what's going on, where to go at the moment. Yeah, she, you can see with... with- absolute determination uh, and fierce determination she's as soon as you're on the horse she sort of pivots it and turns it toward the gates of the village as though she is prepared to just race uh uh, like a bat out of hell as far away from this location as possible yeah with that i'll just pull the short sword out like i've got a plan with it all right (laughs) yes you pull out your short sword uh her cloak is flapping uh, in front of you, uh, and uh, the rest of you can just hear galloping hooves as Valentina tears across the town square, making its way or her way uh, toward the edge of town. You're taking my horse and leaving, <laughs> Eric? I don't say that. That's just what I. All right. So, Evelyn, uh, your turn has uh, come up again, and you've gone over to Arena's broken body. I run over to her yep. and I, I like breathlessly say, Irina, and I stroke her face and then I put my forehead to hers and raise my hand and say, morning, Lord, if it is your will, I, I pray that you will restore Irina. And I cast lay on hands and I just try like enough that I would think it would bring her back to consciousness just to right. see if I can even do that. Right, yes. Uh, when you do that and you feel the energy of Lathander flow through this uh, body, uh, there is uh, no response and no life. I sob. I sit, I sit up and sob. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, right. But then I, I wipe my tear and say instantly, ah, we can take her to the Abbey. It's fine. We'll get her fixed just like we did with Dia. Come on. And I like pick her up brokenly and she's kind of like, Ugh. and then I just throw her over my shoulder and then I wince at how bloody that makes my, 
outfit and I'm like really grossed out by that. So I'm kind of like, Ugh. but then I just start running with her toward where the horses were and then yeah. I notice they're gone. Yeah. Well, there's actually a horse right nearby because Paulton rode in on one. So is Paulton was, still on that horse? Yeah. He is still on the horse and he's like, bless your heart, Paulton. 10 feet away from you. <laughs> I run toward Paulton. Okay. So yes, you're able to cast the spell, pick up Arena, and make your way over to the horse. And I'm I'm beckoning to uh, Esmeralda as well. I'm not just leaving. All right. Um, the horse suddenly rears up. Paulton, Uh-oh. I'd like you to make a dexterity saving throw. No, 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 <laughs> no. Why? Uh, just uh, dex mod. Uh, yeah. So it's it's just your d20 plus dex mod. Okay. Twenty, great. Uh, nice. Um, the horse rears up because uh, something seems to have distressed it. And Paulton, you get the impression that it's not Evelyn or Irina's corpse that is causing it such distress. Um, and a moment later, uh, you uh, instantly know why. Uh, because something attacks, something invisible. Mm. All right, so Evelyn, you are attacked. Um, you can't see this coming, so it comes. Oh dear. Oh no. Oh. Chris, no. No. That is a ampersand D20 uh, with, and I just rolled a natural 20. Oh my God. Uh, so, uh, Evelyn, you no, are. Struck, don't kill me yet, Chris. You are struck hard by something invisible. You take. Uh, well, the first thing that happens is you are hoisted off your feet by your throat. Um, would you like to try to hang on to Irina as you are currently carrying her? No, she's dead. I let her fall. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm pragmatic. Okay, you take 14 necrotic damage. Oh. And I think you were still a little bit damaged from last week, weren't you? I have two HP left. Oh, okay. Then a lot damaged. Oh, okay. okay. What does necrotic damage do to me? Is there anything? Uh, basically, it causes your flesh to become desiccated and gray, like the life is sort of being leached out of your body. Do uh, not want. Your, your flesh begins to wither as, as uh, this creature hoists you up. And you pass out from the, the pain as your life is drained from you. And then you are hurled backward into a fence um, and the damage is moot because you're currently at zero. All right, uh, so all the rest, all that you see Paulton and all that you see Esmeralda is Evelyn being foisted up into the air by an invisible force her flesh turning gray and desiccated, and then her being flung back about 10 feet through a fence. Great. (laughs) At that point, it is Esmeralda's turn. Okay, so uh, Esmeralda looks- And the the horse is freaking out. The horse is freaking out. Um, Esmeralda looks, uh, she'll look over to, I'll look over to Evelyn and just in shock and horror, I look up at Paulton, and I just, uh, Esmeralda just turns around and says, just run. You need to go now. He'll kill us all if you don't run. Um, and then I'll rush over to Evelyn. Can I reach her with just normal movement? Uh-huh. Yep. Um, oh, I'm not going to be able to. Uh, am I going to be able to have enough time? 
I've got a second potion of greater healing. Yep. I'm just going to try and use that on as uh, on Evelyn to get her up. Okay. Um, and uh, roll, I think that's all I'm going to be able to do. Points. That's 44 Eve. plus 4. Uh, four, six, uh, nine. That's thirteen hit points. All right, so uh, Evelyn, you are back in the game with thirteen hit points. <laughs> <laughs> and you can uh, see uh, Esmeralda is looming above you. She's just poured this elixir down your throat. I stroke her face like this. You're so beautiful. <laughs> She's like Evelyn. You need to run now. I'm like feeling like where my skin's all like weird and I'm all bloody and I'm like, I'm just nodding. I'm kind of confused, but I, I hear the wisdom in those words and I like kind of take what I assume is an offer of help up and I start just booking it. Yes. And and Evelyn, as you sort of bring your uh, hand up in front of Esmeralda's face, it's almost like the hand of an old woman. It's Ah! sort of uh, withered and shriveled. I'm like, like wide-eyed and breathing, <laughs> like preserve the light, kindle the light. All right. Light is and, in me. And Paulton, it's your turn. Um. Okay. I'm going to run. <laughs> when you say run, as in off the horse, or oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on the horse and okay. be like you, run fast. Yeah. Okay. Um. Can I? Oh God! Where is everyone even? Like, because I don't okay. want to just bolt away. And be like, all right, peace out, guys. So, about ten feet in front of you is uh, Esmeralda is kneeling down next to Evelyn. Okay. Um, wreckage of a fence, and uh, then you can hear the galloping of Strix's horse, but can't see it out okay. in the town square, and it sounds to be about sixty feet away. Uh, and uh, you can also probably hear DF as well. Um, so you've got two companions clearly in your view, not too far away, and you have two getting farther away from you every second. Okay. Um, for the record, Chris. Yep. Um, Strix is still invisible. Bromster Strahd is still invisible. Yes. Lovely. Yay. Cool. Um... Shoot, could I, uh, let me see. Uh, okay, so that, that whole thing with uh, Strahd freaking force choking Evelyn happened, like how far away from that was, for me, was that? About five feet. Could I try to cast Fairy Fire to outline him so we can know where he is? Uh, yeah, you sure can. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, with Fairy Fire, uh, I think you can just target a point and then it radiates out from that point. Good play, uh, good yeah, play. So each ob- it says uh, blah, blah, blah. Each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in, in light. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light if it fails a dexterity saving throw. Uh, so it does get one of those. Um, sure, that'll go great. There we go. Any attack roll against an affected creature or object has advantage, if you can see it, and the affected creature or object can't benefit from being invisible. So, a dexterity saving throw from Strahd is incoming. Uh, your DC is what? For your, what's your save, DC? Uh, save, save, let me see here. 
It should be 11 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. Uh, 13. Okay. Did that go up at all with your proficiency bonus increase? Oh. Uh, his proficiency bonus is plus three, so his saving throw bonus is eight plus three plus his uh, charisma, more. His charisma modifier. Oh, so it's 14. Sorry. Okay, great. Yeah, watch yeah. roll 13. <laughs> so, all right. Um, the invisible strahd is outlined in your flickering light. Uh-huh. Now we can see our death coming. Yes. He is, he is right next to your horse. Um, oh. still. What, that was only an action for you. So what would you like to do with your movement? Can I can I go to the opposite of where he is, please? Right <laughs> away. I wish to be in the place where the least West Strahd is. Yes, uh, you will. Uh, you will not necessarily provoke, but your horse will provoke an opportunity attack. Uh, actually, no, your horse is its own creature. It can disengage from Strahd on its turn, on your turn. So you can ride away from it if you want to. Okay. Cool. How far so- would you like to go? Um, your, your horse can disengage and move up to, I want to say, 50 feet away from Strahd. Let me just double check that. Uh, six, you can move up to 60 feet away from Strahd. Okay. And about how far are, uh, are my two companions in sight? Uh, they are 10 feet away from you. Would I possibly be able to try and ride by and just be like, all right, try to get on. I'm not stopping. Uh, you'd have to basically stop. Uh, okay. They're, they're not prepared to leap onto a horse. Okay. I'll, I'll do that then. Okay. So Paulton will ride the horse uh, right next to you, Esmeralda. Okay. Uh <clears throat> I I will just try to grab on and fly. So I'll just water ski behind the horse. <laughs> That's fine. All right. so, I like it. Well, before yeah. that happens, it is actually Diath's turn. So Diath, uh, all that Strix is doing is riding the horse toward the village gates. Um, now, uh, just so you know, the gatehouse to Kresk is this modest uh structure basically these uh heavy wooden wood set doors uh in a gateway between two uh gate stumpy gate towers and i actually have a little picture of it here all right uh and uh at the bottom of the oh there you see that i gotcha looks like that um so the gates are currently open uh, but ever since the the fleeing werewolves took off the locals look like they're about to close the gates on you. And Strix is just screaming for them to keep the gates open, keep the gates open. What do you do? Because you're about 100 feet from the gates at this point. Um, a horse can make that before they close it, right? Yes. Great. <laughs> you sound thrilled. Yeah, it's... Oh God. Um, okay. I've got, I've got like ideas and I know what 
I know what Diaz would do. <laughs> Dude, I didn't want to go looking for a freaking arena, but Evelyn did. So that's we're already in deep, man. Ah, okay. My thought was to find some way to get Strahd's attention and have him chase me out of town. But I honestly don't know if I can think of something that would distract him or nothing I could yell at least. I just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just regain all his strength just now? Uh, yeah, he found he found the reserves within himself uh, to pick himself up by his bootstraps. I shook off my fatigue. Yes. It's like in The Princess Bride. Yes. Maybe exactly. I have the strength after all. Precisely. <laughs> then my friend the crap out of him and then immediately collapse. Terror is a great motivator. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's been mostly done all day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all, right. all right. So uh, <laughs> say you're, we'll say you're now fifty feet away from the dude. All right, Strix, turn around. We're going to get to him as fast as you can. All right, uh, curses and expletives begin to flow from her lips. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, uh, but she will do as you say. Uh, she sort of uh, rears back on the horse. The horse uh, stops its forward momentum, slides a little bit in the snow, uh, turns back toward the town square. And uh, she tells you now she thinks this is a terrible idea and it's going to get everybody killed, especially her. And she's not happy about it. I know this is a terrible idea and I hate what I'm doing, but I got to do it. I'm so sorry. And then she uses the rest of her horse's movement to go back toward the square, about 50 okay. feet. So you're back I'll, on the edge of the square. I'll even like tell her, keep getting as far away as possible. This is not the way to get as far away as possible. Like, well, <laughs> she'll, she'll know when the moment comes. All right. Uh, now we're back to Evelyn. Evelyn, you said you were basically going to grab the back end of the horse. Yeah, I'm running for, for Paulton's horse. And then as soon as I reach anything I can grab onto, I just like magic boots, hand on horse. All right. Fly okay. by. Yeah, so you're clinging to the side of Paulton's horse. Or Paulton, whichever I can reach faster. If I can um, cling to Paulton, I also do that. Okay. Um, does Paulton have anything like a cloak or a cape or any other? Yeah. yeah. I could just yeah. fly up and just like arms around his neck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Right. So now she's got you around the neck uh, tightly. And... Uh, now that's only a move for you, Evelyn. I guess activating your boots is also uh, is part of an action. So um, you could probably do one other small thing if you wanted. Um, Alton, are you hurt? Um, I'm, I'm okay. I'm Emotionally. Well. Then I, uh, and is anybody else severely wounded in our party? Uh, that you can see, I don't, what sort of shape is Esmeralda in? I took eight points of damage. That's it. Okay. So I actually say a brief prayer to my, for my, that Lathander will bless me. And, um, did I use a spell slot from trying to lay on hands on Serena? Did I expend any of my HP or since Uh, it didn't go into her? Did I, cause I have a pool of what? 25. I'm going to say no. Okay. We'll we'll let you keep your pool. Okay. So I, um, dump that healing. 
Yeah, I'm going to put I'm going to put 20 into myself. Okay. When you do that, the sort of atrophy and the withering effect that you suffered seems to fade away. You seem to inject some much needed vitality into your arms and legs. And, and it comes out of my voice, praise the morning, Lord. <laughs> I'm <right>. pretty again. <laughs> uh, all right. On his turn, the invisible Strahd, who is now outlined in this crackling light, which is kind of disturbing in its own way as it comes toward you quickly through the snow. Um, the horse again gets a little freaked out by the presence of this undead being who then attacks not you, Evelyn, not you, Paulton, but Walter. <gasps> no! Walter! You've gone too far! He didn't, yes. did he pass past me, Chris? Did Straw pass past Esmeralda? Or did he move around me, I'm guessing? Uh, he moved around you. He yeah. has uh, plenty of movement to do so. Yeah, yeah I thought so. Uh, and, uh, so, uh, he, you guys can just sort of see him lash out at the horse, uh, and you see blood streak from the horse's throat as it rears up. Um, and then he strikes it again. No, Walter. Uh, tearing through its sides. <gasps> and you can see uh, Walter spill his horse's guts out upon the sand. No. Uh, Paulton and Evelyn uh, make dexterity saving throws. I thought this felt better on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's okay again. Very good. Take it. <laughs> How'd you guys do? I oh my god! This die. <laughs> I quit this die. Uh, what did I even get? Five. Okay, Paulton. Oh no! <laughs> That's a ones. Okay. When Walter falls, uh, and it makes a horrible sound that DF you can hear even from the town square. Moving faster. The death cries of this horse. Uh, it. Uh, both Paulton and Evelyn become trapped underneath it. No! Shit. Great. Uh, uh. All right. Well, at least we're trapped under here together. <laughs> okay. So you are both currently pinned and restrained by the horse. Doing great down here. <laughs> Esmeralda, you see this flickering silhouette uh, standing over the dead horse. Uh, and even though you can't discern its face in any way, you see it turn toward you. This it turns fun. towards me. Yep, and it is your turn. Okay, Esmeralda casts one last look at Evelyn and Paulton, kind of trapped under the under the horse, a kind of moment of indecision. And then can I move over towards Irina's body lower the rapier down to the throat because I don't know, mm. I mean, I'm guessing Shrad would know that she's dead, but I'll basically uh, lower the blade down to there uh, towards her throat and I'll look at towards the direction of the shimmering figure and I'll just be like, if you, if you truly care about this woman, then I will carve her if you go near them again. I will not let you harm them any further, monster. And can I ready an action? Yes. So if I believe that Strahd's coming towards me, I'd like to cast Mirror Image on myself. Okay. Ooh. I like it. It's a gamble. I don't know. <laughs> All right, then. Cool. Very good. 
very intense. Paulton, it is your turn. You are trapped under the horse. Uh, you can attempt to use your movement uh, to pull yourself free or squirm free, either with an athletics check or an acrobatics check. Uh, or you can just hang out under the horse. <laughs> so, yeah, it's warm under here. <laughs> I'm going to go acrobatics check. Okay. Ooh, 19 plus. All right. Uh, yeah. That is enough to allow you to pull yourself out from under the horse. Uh, you're technically still prone until you use half or until you use uh, movement to stand. But, uh, at least you're no longer pinned and restrained. What else would you like to do? You're about uh, only about five feet away from Strahd, his flickering form dangerously close to you. But he doesn't seem to be threatening you at the moment. Um, okay, so I'll, so what can I really do with the rest of my turn aside from trying? Uh, you still have, you can you can stand up uh, using what's left of your what's left of your movement, and then you could still take an action if you wanted to. Um, could I just try to crawl away or disengage or get as far away from this location as possible? You could try to uh, use an action to pull Evelyn out from under the horse. Yeah, I was going to say if I have an action left, that's what I want to try to do. Okay, that will require a strength check. Okay. Oh, you can use strength athletics if you have the athletics. So if not, it's just straight up strength modifier. 14. Okay, you're able to pull Evelyn out from under the horse. My eyes turn into little little hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. So yeah, sure. Can we go? Uh, DF Strix rides across the town square and uh, around the back of this building, where you can see Paulton and Evelyn uh, on the ground next to a dead horse. You can see Esmeralda standing over the corpse of Arena with a rapier blade pointed at Arena's neck. Uh, and Esmeralda seems to be uh, threatening to kill Arena if Strahd <laughs> does not back off. Uh, you can't see Strahd per se, but you can see his flickering outline standing over the dead horse. Right. Is Strahd's steed nearby? It is uh, flying around in the air 40 feet overhead. Oh. Well, <laughs> all right. So, um, as Strix is continuing to ride uh, our horse, uh, I kind of prop my feet up on it and leap from it, and, like land, do a sweet roll forward, and kind of get myself next to Esmeralda, also blade ready. Okay. Um, I look awesome. The whole time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, that's how you know. Gets back, baby. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, so uh, you can land next to Esmeralda, sword bared. Um, yeah. Uh, I assume you're not saying anything at this point in time. You're just impressing with your acrobatic <laughs> skill. Um. Landing on point. Hold on, I'm checking my memory. Cape, cape flapping in the cold winter wind. What a... Uh, uh, 
the, yeah, I'll say, if Tatiana truly means anything to you, you will leave this place in peace. All right. Uh, and then it is Evelyn's turn. <sighs> I, mm, it's hard to know what to do because it's hard to know what Strahd's gonna, how Strahd's gonna react to this. Barely certain, still can't beat Strahd in a fight. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I, mean, I guess we're just like trying to escape, but I'm trying to figure out whether I need to grab Esmeralda or stay there to protect her. Um, gosh, I don't know. I guess I, can I? I don't know what to do. I guess I stand ready to just help Esmeralda. Okay, um, but not not moving terribly far from where you are. Do you want to be beside her? Or? No, I just stay where I am. If I understand, I'm closer to the door, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you're closer to Strahd, actually. You're about two okay. away from Strahd. Okay. Yeah. All right, um, as the flickering silhouette of Strahd stands before you, uh, you see uh, his hands, his flickering hands come together and a ball of fire form between them. He then hurls that ball of fire so that it explodes at Esmeralda's feet. Um, I would like Esmeralda and Diaz to make a dexterity saving throw. Cold that bluff. He's uh, on to us. Natural 20. Very good. No, it's a natural one. one. Oh, no. It's my first one. High Rollers okay. fans, you know that that doesn't happen that often. Okay. Uh, the When the blast goes off, Esmeralda... Uh, you take 38 points of fire damage. Jeez, Louise. And Diaf, you take 19 points of fire damage. Can I use my uncanny dodge to further have that damage? Yes. Oh. Uncanny dodge! You will end up taking nine. Do you yell uncanny dodge when we do it? <laughs> yeah, I like... Uncanny dodge! I put my hands on the ground, like spring away. Uncanny dodge! Yep. <laughs> All right. Like Anime character, I love it. Yes. Uh, so while DF avoids taking the brunt of the fireball, Esmeralda seems to take it full force. Right in the chest. Yeah. Uh, More important, as I'm like springing away, there's flames and stuff that are not sending me a whole lot. I look over at Arena and see how she's affected. Uh, <coughs> Good uh, you question. Can see, you can see that uh, Arena is incinerated. <gasps> No! Okay. Like, so that's that plan's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, he's he mad. We got to go. How dead are you, Esmeralda? I'm not dead. No, I'm I'm oh. you know I'm tough, <laughs> tough lady. I'm not dead. Dang, our guest I'm has injured. some killer hit points, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Esmeralda was sort of blasted back a, a few feet, and is just sort of picks herself. Uh, it's just sort of staggering around, uh, smoking. Cool red coat smoking. Yeah, I'm like very impressed, like visibly, like, oh, dang, girl. (laughs) All right. And then, uh, since 
uh, he's done, blah, blah, blah. Esmeralda, it is your turn. Okay, so I've seen that DF kind of got clear of the blast uh, and Strahd's shape hasn't moved from where he was. Correct. So, and is there a building? You said that we were behind like several buildings, weren't we? Yeah, you're behind one of the houses in the town square. Would, and this is a question because I know Esmeralda is sort of, um, she studied under... uh, uh, Rickton about hunting monsters and vampires and things like that. How much knowledge of them would I know? Like, if I would, I think that if I go inside the house, Strad won't be able to follow because they have to be invited or something. Or uh, you believe that the the myths about uh, vampires not being able to enter a residence uninvited are true? Okay, that uh, there is a forbiddance effect. Uh, assuming he hasn't been invited into that residence. Before. Yeah, that's true. That's a point. I don't know how much he he's infected this but, but yes you actually you do believe that no matter how powerful the vampire they can't enter a residence without an invitation from one of its occupants okay so okay i'm gonna call out to everybody i'm gonna say this is a risk but try and get inside he might not be able to follow us he, he needs to be invited inside and i'm gonna try and dash like inside to like the building like try and open the door and get inside Absolutely. okay and uh, Sorry, and the other thing I was going to ask is if that would that take my whole turn to be able to get inside and do that? So, in order to run to the door, open the door, and then go get inside, in. yes. Okay, cool. I will try and do that then. Okay, you shoulder your way through the back door, and you are now inside the house. Okay. You can see that there are uh, some local occupants uh, cowering in the house as well. Mm. They are obviously stunned by the sound of the explosion in their backyard and are hiding under tables and behind chairs and such. Uh, but they they don't pose any threat to you. No. Can I like tell them like to, like if you've got a basement, go in there, just get out of the way, or like go upstairs or something like that. They do have a little root cellar um, that they can hide down in. Yeah. So they will immediately scamper in there. Okay. Cool. Uh, next up is Paulton. So Paulton, you're five feet away from Strahd when he hurled the fireball, or give or take. Okay, um, I guess I'll... Uh, you are the closest one to him right now. That's good. Great. <laughs> um, so how far is this house? It's about 15 feet away from you. I guess I'll try and entertain this idea. I'm going to run to the house. All right, you're able to run in through the back door. Um, yeah. As Esmeralda, I assume you left the door open for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. Yes. So you you hightail it into the house. Uh, would you like to take any other actions or ready any other actions? Um. This is a simple uh, one-story building with uh, open rafters. Um, beneath the rafters, you can see the peak of the roof line. Uh, it's dimly lit and kind of very poorly furnished. Furnished, and the people who live here don't have a ton of money. In fact, uh, they have they keep a pen for their pigs inside the house, so the pigs can stay relatively warm. Oh, lovely! Um, I, God, I don't even I don't even know what I can do at this point. Um, I guess I guess I'll just go into the house. Okay. Uh, you could either, um, you could try to hide, you could try to, um, you know, uh, 
Yeah, if there's something I can like hop behind, mm-hmm. maybe I can hide behind a pig. Hide <laughs> behind a pig, absolutely. Cool. Why not? These are these are sort of big, big meaty sows. They can they can hide you pretty well. All right, sweet. Okay. I'm behind a pig. This is what we've come to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you and Strix are on the back of this horse? Uh, fireball just went off. You thought for a moment it might have incinerated Esmeralda and yourself, um, but you are still alive. Uncanny Dodge. <laughs> Uncanny Dodge. <laughs> uh, grab a drink. This, this house is a lovely plan. Strix is going to uh, take her horse and run off for the time being. Yeah. Yeah, of course. This, this house is a lovely plan. But the dude still throws fireballs. <laughs> so you're putting yourself into a house and you can throw a fireball at it and burn it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't think these things through. <laughs> Clearly. It was a good thought. All right. Um. <laughs> All right. So, so. It was what is Strahd's horse doing? Still just circling. Still circling overhead. Like a mm. large flaming vulture waiting for yep. our corpses. So it was Paulton got inside. And Paulton and Esmeralda are both inside. Esmeralda got inside. All right. Uh, I'm going to just quick whip it out a dagger and throw it at uh, Strahd's glimmering form. All right. You have with, with advantage quick, on Fuck you! <laughs> Advantage? You do. Yeah! And uh, what is the nature of this dagger? Is it silvered, magical? It's regular type. Okay. You're throwing this at Strahd? Yeah. All right, uh, 23. Okay, you are able to hit Strahd, uh, pierce his flesh with the dagger, roll damage. All right, so since this is with advantage, I have sneak attack, yeah? Yep. All right, that's mini D6s. Watch, Strahd's gonna die right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, oh my freaking god! Alright, so it's one plus one plus one plus one oh, right no. now. <gasps> what? <laughs> Eight. Eight. Wow. Oh my yeah. god. You're not exactly sure what effect, if any, of the have Strahd. It clearly sticks in his flesh. That's um, fine. So as soon as it hits them. Yep. Uh, I, don't, I don't even care about like, how effective it is. I just, I also just scream out, come get it, bitch! And then <laughs> my cunning action, I will then dash as far as way as possible. Uh, and then using my background feature of city secrets, kind of knowing the lay of the land, where alleys are, where uh, between houses are, and just weave through that, hoping he chases after me and while looking for places to hide out of his sight. Okay. Uh, so you not you don't go into the building, but you tear ass around buildings yeah. and try to take advantage of the natural... Right. And while this, uh, I'd imagine Strix is running off. Yep, Strix is rode off on the horse. So she'll be okay. And then... Yeah, you suspect as much. Okay, that's what I got. Okay. Uh, Evelyn, (laughs) just so you know, it's not your turn yet. Actually, I stand corrected. It is your turn right now. Uh, You are the only party member currently in Strahd's presence. Uh, You're about 10 feet away from him. There's a dagger sticking out of the empty air where you assume he's standing. <laughs> uh, DF has gone uh, like a bolt of lightning and disappeared from view. You saw Paulton and Esmeralda run into the house, and you saw Strix take off on the one surviving horse. 
Yep. It's not my turn yet. It is right? now your turn. Oh, it is now my turn. Uh, so with my knowledge of such things, I would I would know that Strahd's mount is probably extremely loyal to him, right? Uh, you suspect as much, yeah. He's probably lived with this mount in some way, shape, or form for hundreds of years. Hmm. That's an old horse. And the the horse would not, even though Strahd's undead, the horse wouldn't necessarily be undead. It would be more like Fay or something, right? Make a uh, religion check for me. I'm switching to big girl dice. I'm going to the. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Uh, 17. A nightmare is not an ordinary horse. It is actually known as a demon horse or a hell horse. It is actually a fiendish creature. It is an intelligent fiend um, that just happens to look like a horse. And uh, so it, it, these creatures originate from the lower planes, like many demons and devils do. Uh, and they are fanatically loyal uh, to their evil masters. Hmm. And not in any way, shape, or form a natural creature. So, when I if I were to cast command, I can only do the commands listed, right? Approach, drop, flee, grovel, or halt. Any one word command is okay. acceptable. Those are examples. Uh, die. <laughs> and. Uh, it's, I mean, the spell is definitely within range. Um, the spell has no effect if the target is undead, but you know that the nightmare is not undead. I'm trying to think of a spell, of a one-word command that will be take your master and leave. <laughs> but I can try to think of, like, yeah, that's retreat, hard. but then the horse might, might leave by itself. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Betray. Hold on, I'm th- I'm thesaurusing Betray. myself. <laughs> Betray, that's pretty Betray's good. Betray's a good one, yeah. I'm trying to think of like like uh like save us, like if there's a word for like rescue sides, rescue. How confident are you are being able to temporarily charm a nightmare? I don't know. Not very. It's worth a shot. Um I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm gonna try betray. I'm gonna cast command on the nightmare and point at Strahd and say betray. Okay, and it's got to make a saving throw, wisdom saving throw, right? Yeah. Please. Okay. Uh, that does not seem to have no! any effect on the horse whatsoever. Damn it! Oh, that's weird. <laughs> I tried. What else am I supposed to do? You have some movement left, if you'd like. I run for the house, even though he's going to set it on fire. There's still a breakdown crying. That's an option. All right. Well, I would would run, but Evelyn would not leave her compatriots there. And since both Paulton and Esmeralda are in the house, correct? Yeah, Uh, correct. So for the record, no one has hit Strahd yet until I threw that dagger at him. Right. None of us even tried. (laughs) 
Great. Yep. Maybe he'll be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he will. Yeah, first blood, dude. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First, first blood. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, Evelyn, you run into the house. Uh, you close the door behind you. And, uh, okay. I, I try to insist that they don't close it without DF, but... No. <laughs> Shut the door! <laughs> All right. Um, Screw him, he made his choice. <laughs> yep. He pulls the dagger out. <laughs> Okay. Just flexes his muscles and it falls out. (laughs) 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 Alrighty. DF. Yeah. Make a stealth check. You got it. I would like to use the inspiration I gained from a couple of sessions ago on myself okay. because a three is not good. No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, 23. Okay. And my inspiration is gone, so that sucks. Well, it was put to good use. Um, yeah, okay. that, was, that was the time to use it. Yep. Uh, DF, as you uh, flee, you, can, you, you do note Um, because you're a smart that you are leaving footprints in the snow behind you. Um, And as you uh, deke around corners and see whether or not you have baited the fiend, in fact, the flickering form of Strahd does seem to be following you. Uh, He moves about twice as fast as you do, however. Even Uh, with my dashing? So your, your speed wall dashing is a total of 90 feet, right? Um, it's a, this is double move, yeah? This is and then for... moving on your turn. So 30 foot move, 30 foot dash. Oh, right. Yeah, if I do that, would be 90. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he is uh, outpacing you. Um, oh. But uh, you are attempting to remain hidden from him. So let us see how perceptive he is. He's away from the party, though, so... Yay! Uh, yes. uh, the rest of the party can sense no imminent threat. Uh, you don't see Strahd beating on the door. You don't hear him outside. Uh, you don't see his flickering form through the windows. He seems to have left your general vicinity. Do we abandon Death? I actually, Evelyn says... Strix is out there by herself. We need to make sure she's okay. She's prone to just falling apart sometimes, but we can't leave Dia. What do we Not do? that attitude, we can. <laughs> Carefully. Uh, are there any... I was going to say, are there any other windows out of the room, like leading out onto like a, another street or something like that, like away from where... Uh, windows facing the back, which you uh, can no longer see anything there except Irina's incinerated corpse and the dead Walter horse uh and there are windows facing the front which face the town square okay and so we could try and strix you know racing off on a horse oh so we can see strix racing off towards the gates yep okay your friend with the horse is making for the gates i'm not sure if we can save your other friend 
Uh, DF, you realize that Strahd knows exactly where you are and is just zeroing in on your location. Uh, your turn will come up again. What would you like to do? This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> you got a friend. What can we do? One hiding rogue. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Evelyn just drops on her knees and starts praying while she thinks about what to do. Okay. Uh, DF, what would you like to do on your next turn? Knowing that Strahd will probably catch will probably catch up to you on his turn. So is he just sprinting after me, or can I tell yes, that? He, or he is, he is moving with the blinding speed of a of a four, of a seven vampire of a we have a four hundred year old vampire. Okay. Um, this sort of dazzling, flickering outline of a man chasing after you. I keep scrolling through my spells being like, what to do? What to yeah. do? That'll be just like uh, some uh, magic solution. All right. Um, my, where, where am I located right now? But between my uh, between some buildings or? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm a climate. Okay. Try to get up on a roof somewhere. Yep. And with my fast act, uh, fast hands ability. Yep. Uh, second story work. It doesn't uh, take any extra movement or anything. Okay. So um, like these do... are these are pretty easy buildings to climb. So you're able to climb up onto the 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 roof of one of the nearby buildings. You can see there's a dusting of about two inches of snow on the thatch, and uh, you're able to get up there. Uh, the wind sort of catches your clothes. You're up there and kind of ruffles them and blows them around you. Yeah, it looks pretty epic, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. From up here, you can see as the snow continues to fall around you. Uh, there's snow covering the ground. There's the blasted remains of the wine wagon in the town square. You can see Strix uh, riding off toward the town gate, uh, screaming at the guards to open the gates. Okay, I can see Strix from here. Yeah. I can I can see the house that my allies were in. Uh, yeah, you're probably uh, like a couple houses down from that now. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Cool. So, all right, all right. All right. Beyond the rooftop, standing there, all right. the, the flickering form of Strahd, yeah, um, ascends to the roof. Uh, about ten feet away from you, crawls up onto the end of the roof, uh, stands to his full height. Yeah, uh, and uh, at that point. He is going to cast a spell on you. Make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, pass it. <laughs> Remember that time I used my inspiration already? Yeah. Can, I, can I give him my inspiration? Nope. Can I cast a spell on him when I see him get into combat with Strahd again? You, you don't see him get into combat with Strahd. Dang it. Dang it. 18? Okay. You, you feel Strahd in your head. <gasps> oh. And he basically uh, tries to subvert your will, but you uh, fend him off. <gasps> yes! Oh my gosh, you're, you're so strong-willed. Take it away, the brain pain. Yep. Uh, and that's all that he wants to do on his turn. Those of you who are back in the house, you haven't seen Diath or Strahd for, you know, 20 seconds or so. Um, they've, they're gone uh, somewhere. You're not even sure where. But uh, you're not. Don't seem to be in any imminent danger. I stand up with like resolve, and I say, "I know that DF would want his sacrifice. If it is that, not to be in vain. And we must go find Strix. We need to flee." I agree. It's pragmatic, and it may seem ruthless, but we need to think about everyone first. We're not ready to fight the devil yet. 
He's a wise and crafty rogue, and he will probably find his own way. The windows on the front, you said, Chris, are they locked, or can we just open them to get out? Uh, you could open them to get out from here. They just swing open, basically. Okay. We should just, we, if we can, we should, if we can lose him somehow, maybe we can buy ourselves some time. Well, well I'm, I'm not staying along with the pigs, so... <laughs> <laughs> Paulton is going to hide with the pigs. You're going to stay there? No, I said I'm not staying alone with oh. the pigs. Oh, I thought you said you were. Okay, great. No. Yeah. So we okay. just we just open the door and... Saunter out into the front? Not saunter. Sprint. Sprint. Okay, I'd like the three of you to make perception checks to see if you can see what's all happening out here. Oh, my God. Evelyn doesn't pay any attention to anything ever. <laughs> it's hard because... Evelyn, nope. They're, they're sp- there's snow falling and it's a little Ooh. bit visibility is reduced. Oh, nice roll there, buddy. Only an eight for Esmeralda. Okay. Uh, so, Paulton, you are the observant one. When you come out um, the front of the house, you're facing the town square. You can see and hear uh, Strix, although she's quite far away now, about 90 feet away, heading away from you on horseback toward the village gates. And uh, she's making enough noise with the clopping of the hooves and calling out to the gate guards to open the goddamn gate. Uh, and then you also see on a building, on, on top of a house, about two buildings down from you, the flickering form of Strad von Zarovich uh, standing toe-to-toe against the wind-blown form of D.F. Woodrow. They are basically squaring off on a rooftop. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah looks like, man, he looks cool. <laughs> that guy, so, you, can, you, can, you can sort of point that out to your uh, less uh, aware companions. I'm like, like guys, look how so cool Deep looks right now. Look at that. He looks so cool. is about 100 feet away from you guys. So both DF and Strix are about the same distance from you at this point. It's a choice. It's a Mass Effect choice. DF. Which one do you save? Yeah. What would you like to do on your turn? You've got Strahd on a rooftop. I put my short sword away. And I say, enough of this. You came here for a reason. What is it that you want? Uh, And no other... Uh, Just talking at him at this point? At the same time, I'm kind of uh, actually being keenly... No weapon out. No weapon out. I'm being keenly aware of um, what my allies are doing. Mm -hmm. And... The sounds of horseback. Okay. All righty then. Oh, come on! <laughs> okay. Cooled out in the night. <laughs> um, at this point, I would like. Uh, DF and everybody else to make another perception check. The snow's really pretty out here these days. It's just, you know, in the face of adversity, we can find such beauty in nature. Yep. I got an 11. Okay. 10 for Esmeralda. Okay. 7. 18 for DF. All right, DF. Yes. Um, You are the only one to notice uh, that while uh, you're, you have been fixated on Strahd, you have lost momentary track of his fiery horse. 
It is at that moment that the horse comes uh, through the air behind you and tries to stomp you into ashes with it. But you hear it or see it at the last moment. And so you are not surprised by it when it attacks. Put Kitty Dodge! <laughs> so it's making an attack roll against you. Um, and it only rolled, it didn't. No one can okay. stop Diaz on Kenny Dodge. On Kenny Dodge! What is your armor class? My armor class is 16. All right. It misses you with its fiery hooves. Um, Yay. <laughs> and, and basically. Uh, uh, goes by you very, very quickly. Now, this is because you weren't surprised. If you want to, you could make an opportunity, but you haven't got a weapon drawn. Never mind. Um, yeah. uh, is there anything? Is there anything you'd like to do as the horse basically blows past you through the snow? I want to just like stick out light ball. Um. Because it looks like Strahd's going to act next. Yeah, I've got some mistakes planned. So nightmares, are they like literally on fire or? Do they just look like they're on fire? Or is it They are fire? actually on fire, but not yeah. totally on fire. Right. But will it burn you? If you're, if, well, we'll see. Oh, no. It looks like it could be ridden without you getting burned. Also, nightmares are like the coolest thing ever. I do like this plan. All right. I'm getting away from this rooftop. I'm using Strahd's horse to do it. Get it! Get it! I am I'm a big as fan. I as I definitely dodge, I will also then use that same smooth motion. Yep. Mount that horse. All right. Sure. Even if it's just going away from him, it's still going away from him. Uh, yep. okay. I'm so excited. All right. Uh, so fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so in order to kind of uh, capture this uh, this ridesmanship ability of yours, uh, do you have animal handling, perchance? Not proficient, no. Okay, that's fine. Um, in that case, uh, you can just make either, well, make a dexterity check. I can do that, though. Acrobatics, if you like. I would love to do acrobatics. Sensational. Oh. Don't fuck up! 22! <gasps> Uh, the horse was, uh, in its effort to trample you as it uh, goes by, you're able to throw yourself up onto its back and are now riding it off the rooftop. Are you singing Pony by Genuine? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Actually, I'm mostly going, ah! Yes, and now you are clinging onto this creature, uh, which is going to uh, soar up into the air. Uh, so it's about 40 feet off the ground. Oh, he's so dead. Again. <laughs> I should right. laugh. Uh, and that changes Strahd's tactics somewhat. Um, at this point, uh, Strahd is going to uh, turn his attention elsewhere. <gasps> no! All right. Back to the pigs! <laughs> okay. Uh, those uh, who are keeping an eye on Strahd can see uh, fog begin to billow up all around the house no. standing up on. 
And suddenly the house, Strahd, and everything in his general vicinity becomes obscured. Uh, we're back in regular initiative order. So uh, Evelyn, what would you like to do? I cast Find Steed and all at once appears what looks almost like the exact opposite of a nightmare because it's pure white and instead of fire, it's just beams of light waving that make its mane and tail. And if you look closely, it almost looks like there's tiny little feathers at the shoulders, not wings, mind you. <laughs> Someone told me that fine mount can't summon a horse with wings. But it, it's like the, the fur almost looks like it's in the shape of cute little ornamental but non-functional wings. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, when you cast that spell and you're casting it for the first time, uh, not in the lands to which you are accustomed, but into the dark domain of uh -oh. Ravenloft. Uh -oh. um, you're not getting a patent. <laughs> what appears before you is not what you expect at all, but a, a sort of a horrible, bony, undead version of that. You see this skeletal... Oh, Chris! <laughs> You see the skeletal horse with bits of tattered flesh clinging to its uh, ivory bones uh, appear before you. Tiny vestigial. I'm so sad. <laughs> Does it work or not? Yeah. Uh, Elon just like two tears just slide down her cheeks, but then she bravely walks up to it and strokes its muzzle and just says, you're there, and then back in Stuart. Despite the horse's appearance, it does, in all respects, seem absolutely loyal to you. Um, and it's got this sort of uh, tattered saddle uh, attached to it that you can pull yourself up onto. I I let my friends sit on the back of the horse because I can like horse horse board. <laughs> Are we gonna break it? No, very strong. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't um, it beautiful? <laughs> it, it certainly is something. <laughs> uh, and like a like a normal horse, its size. You think you can at least take one more person um, up on okay. it? Okay. Well, does Diaz get the cool horse? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going great for Diaz. Yeah. I kind of scowl at him. I. And I, I'm like, she, I muttered to myself, she's beautiful. She's full of light. And I'm like stroking her. <laughs> stroking her <Yeah>. bones. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the light is deep inside her, even though you can't see it. You can Every see pet her. is just like a huge clump of hair just shedding out. <laughs> oh. I'm oh. like, actually like, I'm putting on my brave, my evil in front of like being really happy, but you can see like my eyes are actually welled up and my teeth are like, and I'm like, she's beautiful. <laughs> um, but so then I'm looking at Diaz and trying to figure out how to get him down so we can put him on the horse as well. Um, in terms of spatial awareness though, how, where are we in relation to the gate to Diaz to Strahd now? I'm kind of... Okay, so if Strahd is where you last saw him, you're about 100 feet away from him. Okay. Yaf is about the same distance away, only 40 feet up in the air on Whee. the back of this horse. Uh, they are 
aside from the rest of you, the closest things to you. Strix is the farthest away. And the gate is where Strix is like? Yeah, Strix, the gate and Strix are about 120 feet away. And the gate is like between, if I were to beeline for the gate, it's between Strahd and Dieth? You'd have to go under or past Strahd and Dieth to get to the gate. Okay. Uh, I, is the, does, do, do I have anything left to do this turn? Probably not. Uh, you're good. You're okay. done because you conjured the uh, skeletal mount and got on its back. And you're, you're fine. You mean morning glory? Morning glory. <laughs> yeah. Is that its name? Uh. The bony horse. The bone horse. And it is Esmeralda's turn. Uh, so Evelyn is currently on her bony go- golden glory horse or its name. <laughs> morning it's a, it's, a, it's a skeletal horse, yes. And she's on, on it. Uh, you've got Paulton next to me. We've yep. seen deer fly up into the air on the nightmare. Yeah. Rix is still running towards the gate. Do, can we see if they've opened it yet? Or uh, uh, All you can see, well, you can't, no, you can't tell if they've opened yeah. the gate yet. Uh, but you can hear Strix yelling at the guards still to get the gate open. So it's clearly not open. Okay. Um, oh, damn it, I just don't know. Uh I will, so Esmeralda will just look up and kind of knowing that the horse can only really take two people, mm-hmm. I will, um, I take out some of my holy water and I kind of splash it over my hand, uh, touch uh, Evelyn and just say, make sure your friends are fine. If, if the worst happens, find, Rudol- uh, find Rudolf von Richten. He's my mentor. He'll he'll be able to help you. Just find him. If if I don't make it, find Rudolf von Richten. Rudolf. Um, and I'm going to cast protection from evil on okay. Evelyn. All right. <gasps> and then I'm going to look at Paulton and say, "You should get on the horse, Paulton. Go go with your friends." And then I'm going to try and move towards Strad. Okay. All right. Uh, Esmeralda will stride in his direction toward the fog that's engulfing his house. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, and that brings us to Paulton. So Esmeralda has just said, get on the skeletal horse with Evelyn after casting a protective spell on Evelyn. I'm still taken aback by this horse. I'm like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) here we go. Does he even have muscles to run with? Uh, It does not, but that doesn't seem to impede it in any way. Okay. I know, I'm just making fun of Evelyn. Yep. (laughs) Your horse has no muscles? (laughs) All right. Uh, she's fine. Would, like would you like to do anything else, Paulton, besides mount up? I'm, I'm still trying to assess how I feel about this horse, okay. so that's about it. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Then it is Diath's turn. Now, Diath, you are clinging to the back of this creature uh, that is racing up into the air. It seems to be like galloping up into the empty air as quickly and as high as possible. Great. What would you like to do? You're still at this point, though, only about 40 or so feet off the ground. That okay. Will change, that will change on its turn. If it's okay. So what I want to do is wait for him to get to a moment where he is above another building, maybe a slightly taller one than I was just on. Okay. So I could uh, dismount from Nightmare and prepare for that drop to get onto that roof. Yep. Uh, with like a prepared fall yep. or whatever. Okay. Controlled tumble. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Like I, okay. I know it's going to hurt, but it at might. least I'm prepared for it. 
Okay, uh, it does exactly that, giving you this moment to hurl yourself off and attempt to minimize the impact of your descent. Yeah. Uh, what I would like you to do is make- Can I try to catch him? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going from rooftop first, and then from yeah. rooftop, I'll go to ground. Yes, understood. Using the yeah. slant of the rooftop to... Yeah. yeah. It's going to look cool. Yeah. It might. <laughs> <laughs> it sure might. This okay. is where the dice come in. <laughs> okay. I'd like you to make a dexterity acrobatics check as you uh, try to angle your descent so that you can slide down a roof and then drop yourself off the building without breaking both of your legs or your head. <laughs> uh, 17? Okay. Um, that is the result by which you can reduce the damage of your fall. Now let's okay. see how much damage you would take from your fall. All right. Uh, okay, so <laughs> this is awesome. You would have taken 17 points of damage from the fall. A kitty god! You take none. <gasps> yeah! Which means Woo! as you hit the snow-covered rooftop, you just hit it at the perfect angle. Not only does it not not really cushion your fall, uh, but it, it doesn't create any serious point of impact. And as you slide down the roof, the friction begins to slow your descent. And when you run out of roof and topple off the edge, you're able to sort of grab onto an eave to slow your descent even further, pulling the eave off. But at the same time, you land uh, pretty much just on your bum with barely a hint of pain. That was awesome! And then a pile of snow just sort of falls down. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody Hello, else gets the rest of you see uh, uh, DF go tumbling off the horse down this roof and land upon the ground without seeming to hurt himself in the least time to go alright All right. I round everyone up I just try to get everyone on which has now been the horse which has now been deemed mourning as an M-O-U-R and <laughs> Glory. Morning right. glory. Morning glory. By the chat. So thank you guys for that. Um, try to get everyone on there and just flee. Esmeralda, a shape comes out of the fog. It is still a glittery and lit, an outline of your nemesis, uh, striding boldly forward uh, right toward you. Mm. So, um, and uh, since you've closed the distance to it, uh, mm -hmm. it will move up and attack. It's time to end this. Uh, it roll, He rolls a, a 28, so um, that's going to hit you. Yep, I'm not uh, going to do anything. <laughs> all right, uh, grabs hold of you. Uh, you take uh, eight bludgeoning damage. Okay. Plus 14 necrotic damage. Okay, ow. And he, and he grapples you. Okay, damn. On his next attack... You feel his fangs in your neck. No! Does he make uh, an attack roll? Or? He does. He rolls okay. a 26. Still can't do anything about that. All right. Oh. Some neck muscles. Uh, like the teeth. Yeah. Ting. Okay. What the rest of you see is uh, this flickering form stride over to Esmeralda, sees her, uh, and then immediately sort of wrap its uh, spectral arms around her. Um, and then uh, you can only barely discern that he seems to be uh, then sinking his fangs into her neck. Uh, and you so can from tell over here, 
It's just like, oh, they're hugging. Yeah. Except, How far except, away are they? Uh, they would be about 60 feet away. Too far. Um, okay. Uh, he does seven points of damage with the bite. Okay. Plus another 10 points of necrotic damage. Okay. Um, are you still got hit points at this point? The the shape of Esmeralda goes limp and okay. just life seems to go be gone. All right. Pepperoni. I had I had one move left I wanted to do. Damn it. One uh, thing was a cry. Yeah. Uh, like- so uh, Esmeralda. Um, I'm going to give you your dying action. What would you like to do? Oh, is it possible to... Damn, there's two things. Which one should I do? Uh, Is there like a a bomb in your chest you could just... (laughs) (laughs) Not not quite. Is it possible that with the dying action... (sighs) Do something cool! Yeah, there's one thing I'm going to have to try. Um, It might not work, but I'm going to try it. Uh, As he's biting in, uh, Esmeralda would just say, "You may kill me or convert me to one of your creatures, Strat, but Van Richten and those adventurers will have revenge for me. And until that day, I use every ounce of this Vistani line to curse you for the rest of your undead life. And I would like to try my Vistani curse so that he is right. vulnerable to piercing damage. Take a curse, cursor. Nice. Yeah." yeah. Uh, is a wisdom saving throw. Right. Okay. So I might not work, but who hopes? Oh, please be piercing. That's, yeah, I thought like stakes and daggers and mm-hmm. all sorts of. All right. Uh, so all of you can hear Esmeralda utter this curse, this these Vistani words, um, as the fog billows around her and her foe. Uh, and then uh, she goes uh, limping. Uh, his arms, and you can see the color drain from her face. Uh, none of you know. Mm. What is- <laughs> uh, you just see the fog swallow them up. And then uh, it is... Can I, can I do one last thing, which is Esmeralda just looks towards Evelyn with like a really sad look. Yeah, like, I, I reach out as I ride reach. away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, uh, Paulton, and this is a little bit shocking to you because uh, you remember Madame Ava tell you <gasps> that uh, this woman was somehow tied fate-wise to you, uh, and it is your action. What would you like to do? <laughs> I'm just like, no, I'm still not sure of your importance. How <laughs> <laughs> about your boo? I'm just like, uh, <laughs> um. I pat him and I said, before she left, she told me that if anything happened to her, we need to talk to Rudolf Van Richten. Maybe, maybe he can tell you what was so important. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't worry. She she died doing what she loved best. That was saving us. Yeah. So she okay. That's what she loved. <laughs> God. Um. 
I have, I am clueless. Shit, man. Pick up Diaz. <laughs> I heard a voice. <laughs> Something's telling me I should go tend to Diaz. I just, just need to ride away with the rest of you guys. <laughs> uh, so where is Diaz? So DF did that little expert uh, tumble off the roof of the building um, and landed expertly, you know, about uh, about 30 feet away from you. Um, he's on the way out of the village, basically. Okay. Um, I, I feel like we should just book it in that direction. Just like, he's running that way. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, let's do that. Okay. And I do said booking it. Okay. Diaf. Um, yeah. Evelyn and Paulton on their skeletal horse come rocketing by you. Um, Rickety rocketing. Strix following suit with them as well then? or uh, Strix is, she's down at the, the gate, sort of heading in the direction they're now headed. Okay, so that horse has got... Uh, Plenty of space. Plenty of space, you said? The, the Strix's horse has room for you. Yeah, Strix's. I, I need to get yeah. to Strix's horse. Yep. I'm not on the horse. I'm horse boarding. So I know. But there's still already two people on your gross, bony. No, no there's just the one because uh, Evelyn's not actually riding it. She's just kind of. Oh, that's right. Esmeralda went. Yeah. Right. Esmeralda got engulfed in the mist. Okay. Pick the proverbial bucket. So then as uh, as they're like riding up, uh, I kind of like I start my like, my own run to kind of like. Yep. You know, to them, get alongside so I can okay. easily hop onto the horse from there. All right. Uh, you can see Strix through uh, intimidation and threats of magical violence yes, has convinced the guards to reopen the gates. Well, at least she by, contributed something. By the time you get to the, <laughs> by the time you get to uh, uh, Valentina, your sole surviving horse, uh, you can mount up behind Strix, and the four of you can bolt from the village. Yeah, we're out of here. All right. Uh, then you head off into the wilderness, leaving Kresk and the bodies of Irina and uh, Esmeralda behind. What's left of them? Who knows? All right. Let me just write that down real quick. <laughs> All right. So the path leading out of Kresk uh, winds down the mountainside uh, through... Um, a clear pasture until it gets to the main road, the old Svalik road. And then you can basically ride it east into the woods, um, out of sight. What's, what's it is? From the town. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we gotta get to the woods where we can't be seen easily from the air. Yes. And, and I'll, uh, I'll, like, I'll even kind of lead the party to somewhere that I know that we can easily hide out underneath some of the thicker trees or whatever and just stay out of sight. So if he does decide to chase after us, as I expect him to, we'll still be hidden. All right. Um, so using the canopy of the trees and the mist in the trees to hide, uh, you're, even the road is completely overgrown. So you don't even have to leave the road if you don't really want to. But if, oh, you're, great. if, you're, if it is your intent to try to stay as far removed from Strahd's sight as possible, then yeah, maybe it is a good idea to leave the road because he might be that would be the route he'd expect you to take. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 
Um, I, I want to keep us off the main road. All right. Uh, so you Just guide. enough, but so yep. you know how to get back to it. Sure. Yep. Uh, you guide yourself south of the road through the woods and the mist. Uh, you can hear the howling of wolves, but it's distant. And it's actually getting farther away. Um, and you eventually come to a frozen river. It's about... Mm. At this point, about 50 feet wide, and you think the horses might be able to just run across it. Where did we leave our wolvers? You left them in the village. In Kresk? They, they, they took you to Kresk, but they said they hadn't planned to stay there long. Oh, okay. Yeah. They just went there to basically make sure you got there okay, and then they were going to... Okay, so they're gone. Yeah. All right. I urge Morning Glory to take a few steps into the river. Okay. Uh, yeah, the ice does not immediately crack under the uh, steed's hooves, um, but then again, Morning Glory doesn't actually weigh a ton. One bonus of being yeah. kind of... <laughs> of being Pony and gross. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you begin to make your way across, and Valentina is able to cross. Occasionally, you hear the cracking of the ice under the hooves, but you get the impression that the river is not particularly deep here. Okay. Um, there are rocks sort of protruding up through the ice at various points. Um, oh, all right. So it might only be a few inches deep. Yeah, so I don't think it'd be threatening of a, a drowning or anything. No, but. no. And you can see places where little frozen waterfalls um, really give you a sense that this is a very, very shallow part of the river. Right, gotcha. Yeah. And uh, when you cross to the other side, uh, the forest becomes just as dense as it was before. Um, and you eventually get to a point where you don't feel like people could follow you or track you easily. Well, that's amazing. I, uh, I would feel like Stroud could find us anywhere, but if this is the safest place we got. Okay. Try to take a moment, hide everywhere, get a, the horse. Does, does your gross skeleton thing disappear after a while or? Um, first of all, she's not gross. She's right. beautiful. Because there's Latin her just like everyone else. Yeah, I can see inside of her. She's a skeleton. <laughs> and there's a lot there. You can see it right here. See, just put your head real like right close right here. You see it. And second of all, her name is Morning Glory. And third of all, no, she doesn't disappear. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah, let's, just, let's just kind of take a moment. Make sure we're safe from Strahd. And then figure out where the heck is Van Richten dude is? I kind of, Evelyn's kind of uncharacteristically quiet and she kind of goes off and she takes light fall and kind of like, you know, balances it on the ground and kind of bows and prays. And she says a little eulogy to her friends, Arena and Esmeralda and sheds a few tears and blesses their souls. But she's deeply troubled because she's aware of this fact that like no souls leave mm -hmm. uh, this realm. Yep. And so normally she would be celebrating as this would be like the end of their, of walking this path. And now they're walking into a new light, you know, and she'd be all celebrating and happy about it, but she's very troubled because she's not sure how to like help their souls. So she spends some time in prayer. All right. I too. And then a state of mourning for our fallen comrade, Walter. <laughs> I also say a few lines for Walter. If once Paulton reminds me. It was a good horse. Right. Um, 
Yes. Uh, you can see uh, through the uh, mist in the trees uh, what looks like some sort of weird wreckage uh, that looks like it was left behind by somebody in the, the forest God knows how long ago. Um, and as, as the mist sort of naturally part and you get a better sense of what it is, uh, it's sort of um, tipped over, lodged, sort of half smashed up against a tree. It appears to be an old uh, gypsy wagon, um, a Vardo, a sort of barrel topped wooden wagon. Whenever we find a wagon, I always like what's in it. Uh, how, how far off is it? Uh, it's about 40 feet away from you. You just caught caught part of it out of the corner of your eye. I start walking towards it, thinking, okay. dear God, please have wine. Mm-hmm. All right. Don't go by yourself. Yep. Hey, hey, there might be wine. We'll accompany you. Okay. Um, <coughs> when you uh, investigate it, yeah, you see it as an old gypsy wagon, maybe an old Vistani wagon that was abandoned here or was run off the road years ago. Um, uh, and when you search it, you can actually see uh, an old cask of wine <laughs> tucked under the driver, All right. tucked under the driver's seat. And when you um, sort of uh, try to free it or pull it out, uh, you get this weird, it's like a, a flashback um, to an early mem- uh, memory of yours. <gasps> um, and it suddenly dawns on you that this wagon is familiar to you. Like you've ridden in it before. I feel as though I have ridden in this wagon before. <gasps> just get this uh, sudden uh, flash of familiarity, like the lines of the wagon, the color of the wagon. Uh, this is all something from your childhood. <gasps> Whoa. Alden? Guys, I feel like... I know this wagon. Well, sometimes it's confusing because you drink a lot of wine. So maybe that wine looks like other wine that you have before. <laughs> no. Evelyn, shut up for a second. <laughs> Pretty sure I know this wagon. I don't know why specifically. How, how is that even possible? I'm getting deja vu from this thing. You're uh, suddenly remembering a song um, that would be sung while you were riding in this wagon, maybe when you were young. It's, the, the melody begins to come to mind. You sort of conjure it out of the ether. Uh, but it's always being sung to you by this melodious female voice. Um, and uh, you begin to recognize the dulcet tones of your mother. And when you look inside the, the ruined wagon, you can see things that remind you of her. I'm, I'm very quiet at this point. It's like, I'm just kind of like mumbling slash humming to myself. Yes. Did, did yeah. you have anything to drink already, Dia? No. Let him be for a moment. Dieth is almost kind of like, almost taken aback from this because this is the first time he's ever seen Paulton not have something snarky to say or some kind of quip or something. This is like mm-hmm. the most somber I've ever seen Paulton. 
Um, and uh, Paulton, you're able to pull the cork out of the cask and see, yeah, there's still preserved wine in here. It smells very potent. Um, and uh, you hear uh, a voice that sounds like uh, Esmeralda. And it says, remember. We don't hear anything, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Some good ass wine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just holding the wine and I'm like, remember what? <laughs> <laughs> you're, well, you're, all these sort of memory fragments are starting to come back uh, of traveling in this wagon um, as a young boy, uh, traveling in the company of uh, uh, family. And then, uh, as you uh, sort of smell the the wine, you can. It also conjures memories of home, of your childhood, of uh, uh, being on the lap of your drunken dad um, <laughs> while he was. That's uh, where he gets it from. <laughs> <laughs> being bounced up and down on his lap uh, while you could hear like your mother singing or uh, uh, things like that. Uh, all good memories. All safe memories. Um, but memories that you had put away or forgotten. Uh, and at, at that point in time, uh, uh, when you hear uh, the, those whispered words, uh, you gain uh, memories of some abilities uh, that have been lost to you, namely the ability to curse and the ability to cast evil eye. <gasps> Whoa. That is, I just like get hit with a thing. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> okay. So with this wagon that we're looking at, that Holden is like freaking mm -hmm. out over. Yep. I mean, I don't know if I would be the most foremost expert on this, but would anything about this wagon or any kind of markings or maybe the way it's made give yeah. me any kind of um, resemblance? to wagons we've seen previously, perhaps say by the Bastani. Yeah, you're pretty sure upon closer inspection that this looks like a Bastani wagon. <laughs> and and Paulton's got no weird physical markings or anything about him that would suggest anything that he's not human. Well, the Vistani are first and foremost human. Oh, okay. Um, they are, uh, they're just known as planar travelers. Uh, they wander to distant worlds. Uh, they're entertainers. They're, uh, they love drink. They love song. Uh, they love to entertain. They like to blend in. Uh, they're gregarious. They're lively. Uh, they're often um, in tune with different things than most people. Uh, they, they're often... If they seem distant, it's because there's sort of this otherworldly detachment that they have. Uh, traits that you've seen in abundance in your friend. Yeah, that explains. Fucking that's why he's always distant with me. That makes so much sense. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but but Paul, can you don't... Bro! Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And uh, you can see Strix seems a little bit withdrawn at this point as well, almost like she knows something that she's afraid to share. Strix, what is it? <laughs> I'll just ask her. Yeah, you seem like you have something that you don't want to share. <laughs> Strix will tell you that she is from this land. Like this one right here? Mm -hmm. Do you know why he is having this moment with the, the wagon? Mm. No. So, Strix is from this land? She, Strix, says, or Strix says she was she was taken away as a very small child by the Vistani. Right, I'm, I feel like I remember hearing that. Is this the first time she's told us that? She hasn't really said, she hasn't had a chance really um, to to share this information, but she says uh, she has, she knows that she has family in the Lockie. Um, yeah, we met them. Uh, she says that um, this wagon looks uh, somewhat familiar to her as well, like she's seen it before as a child. <gasps> And you guys don't remember each other, but you both remember this wagon? There's something vaguely familiar about it to Strix. It doesn't have the same emotional resonance that Paulton seems to have to it, but Strix is pretty sure she's seen the wagon before. Trying not to get in uh, Paulton's way at all, I just kind of like start to examine the wagon as much as I can, see if I see anything in or around it. Okay. Uh, yeah, you find a toy. <gasps> what kind of toy? Uh, that was sort of um, trapped underneath the wagon. It's a toy drinking glass. <laughs> <laughs> With a little bagpipe on it. It says piping on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can see it appears to be a uh, little vampire puppet. Mm, nope, nowhere near as far. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh... I look at it. It's got, it's got little wooden fangs, and you can sort of—it's almost like a sock, like a sock puppet thing. You can put your hand up inside of it. It's got a black drape that hangs down over your arm, and a kind of a carved wooden head. Uh, um, yeah, it looks like a a little puppet. And when you sort of pull it out uh, immediately, Paulton, you're sort of instantly kind of terrified by it because you remember seeing that at some point in your early life. I'm just wide-eyed. Just like slightly hyperventilating. When I see him, I misinterpret this as excitement and I hold it out to him. <laughs> no, 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 no. God, no. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, you see all the color leech from his face uh, when you flash the puppet in front of him. I take it over to um, Morning Glory and see if she likes it. Yeah. She doesn't care one way or the other. I find like a like she a has difficulty uh, showing expressions on her uh, yes, face. Exactly. I find a protruding bone and I just kind of like put the puppet on it. No. Okay. <laughs> oh. Done. <laughs> puppet puppet Strahd is riding morning glory. <laughs> All right. Evelyn, you're not actually Vistani or some shit, are you now? No. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I don't think so. I think I am. Why is everybody Vistani all of a sudden? Just just making sure. Nope. So, with this doll, 
I was going to ask uh, if it had any sort of resemblance of our dear vampire friend that we just had these uh, lovely run-ins with. It he did does. say it was Strahd. It yeah. does bear a resemblance. Well, we met him only briefly, um, but yes, it does kind of look like a stylized representation of Strahd. Does it I have start like- giving, uh, as he looks at it, I start giving it a, a sermon about the morning Lord to Strahd, acting like, <laughs> not nice to act how you were, and I start giving him a sermon. Evelyn has lost it. Does this little doll have, um, does it look like it has maybe... I don't know, some like pinholes or something <laughs> in it, or like it was poked and prodded with something really sharp numerous times. Uh, it does not. Um. Yes or no is it a voodoo doll? <laughs> uh, it, it, you don't believe it's a voodoo doll, no. You think it's some sort of uh, hideous attempt to render Strahd as some sort of child's toy. Oh, but he is not a toy. But only by not his toys. But only by identifying things like these, giving them names, can we begin to understand and make light of them, if you will. Wait, so with all this, Paulton, does the name Rudolf Van Richten mean anything to you? Does it? <laughs> you can make a history or an intelligence check. Okay. Are you smart enough for it to mean anything to you? Savage. Twelve. Uh, yes. In fact, um, the the name immediately conjures an image Ooh. of a mad-looking man in spectacles with a sort of wild white hair, um, well-dressed. And, uh, um, but the only image that you seem to conjure is uh, um, one of uh, helplessness as uh, you, very young, are staring up at this man um, murdering your family. (gasps) Oops. And that was his Myrtle's mentor. Uh, and that's where we'll stop for tonight. My notes are literally bad looking spectacles, white hair, well dressed, murdered Paulton's family. Batman. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, uh, you can, yeah, it's grim. What an episode! Oh, jeez. Well, this is Damn. fun to hear you guys. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Holly's going to be sad she missed that one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we yeah, will be done. back. We will be back next week for the continuing adventures of the Waffle as they uh, as they explore the the woods and dark places and dark recesses of Barovia. I want to thank Mark for joining us once again. Yay, Mark. My pleasure. Yay, Absolute Mark. pleasure to be here. I'm glad Have I we could. Have uh... the last of Esmeralda? I'm not really sure. <laughs> uh, so uh, in addition to joining us next week, uh, we've also got a new Acquisitions Incorporated uh, episode going live tomorrow morning, uh, bright and early. So check that out. That will be episode three of the Acquisitions Incorporated, the series. Uh, what else is going on in all your lives? 
that you want to talk about? Uh, hey, this weekend is RTX. I'll be at RTX. And where's that? So jealous. RTX slash SGC. That'll be in Austin, Texas this coming weekend. Uh, I'm doing an autograph session noon Friday, and I got a panel on Saturday. Be sure to come on by and say hi. Wouldn't that be neat? Sounds amazing. So jealous. And uh, as for conventions for me, uh, this weekend is also Anime Expo in LA. So if you're going to be that, uh, if you want to say hi, I have a signing Saturday at 1 p.m. at the Funimation booth. So if you're there, stop by. Nice. All right. And we've got a Miss Clicks game tonight. Yes. Miss Clicks right after this. Uh, lots of fun stuff going on in that world. And uh, as far as, I'm not actually sure whether I'm supposed to announce this or not, but there, here you go. I'm, a, I'm doing the Pokemon National Championship this week. Oh, oh cool. Oh, fun. So if you're going to the Pokemon Championship, come hang out with me. And where's nice. that at? For those who don't know, where's that at? The Pokemon one? Yep. In Columbus, Ohio. Right. Yeah, and Miss Click's game is on uh, twitch.tv slash M-I-S-S-C-L-I-K-S, second edition homebrew game right after this. Nice. All right. And uh, for us, for me, if you want to watch more D&D games, if you're in the UK or if you're a, an early birder over in the US, you can watch uh, High Rollers, which is the Yogscast uh, D&D Twitch game that I DM with a bunch of cool players, including Chris, who's been on DCA before. Uh, and that is, we've moved back to Sundays now, which is at 5 p.m. GMT or 9 a.m. PDT. Uh, and it's on twitch.tv forward slash Yogscast. And you can watch us there. We're just kicking off a bunch of new kind of like a second season or a second story arc now. So it's really fun. We're having a good laugh. Cool. Excellent. Thanks All for staying right. up late and playing with us, by the way. Yeah. No, dude, yeah. seriously, this is this has been an absolute blast. Like honestly, the, the last these games have been fantastic and it's been absolute pleasure. You're all fantastic. Love it. So No, you are. No, you. <laughs> no, all of you. <laughs> and yeah, give Holly my love when she comes back as well. And uh I hopefully, you know, Strix doesn't feel too guilty about getting everyone killed. <laughs> <laughs> I know that Holly will be the first one to want to know exactly what's happened tonight. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, Anna needs a bit of breathing time before she jumps into her next game. So let's call this one done. Yay. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.